0: Hello, I'm Ryan and this is You're Not Watching That, the podcast where I'm finally catching up with all those films I should have seen but my parents wouldn't let me. We are back and this week I've mostly been watching a bloke doing the splits. A lot. Uh, It's my first experience of the acting skills and Kung Fu thrills of Monsieur Jean-Claude Camille-François Van Varenberg, or Jean-Claude Van Damme to his mates in downtown Brussels. Uh, the year is 1988. The director is Newt Arnold. It's an 18, and it's one for those who like their sport with some blood. Yeah, it's blood sport. Uh, so uh, get ready to give them bricks a good thwacking, dive into the shady underbelly of Hong Kong's martial arts tournaments, and pronounce the name Ducks in a bizarre Flemish way. And we're off. Here we go. That's it. Podcast intro done. Dan, nice to so Dan Fudge is here, uh, everyone. Uh, what did you think of that intro, Dan? Did it sum it all up? And what else do we need to say? Uh, it's it's Donald Trump's, one of Donald Trump's favourite movies, this one, which says all oh, you need to know about it. Yeah. Yeah, that does say a lot about that man. And yeah. uh, seven times is the splits done in this movie. So that that's that out of the way. Wonderful. We will come to your info section in one bit in the film itself, but it's been a little bit of a while. Um, I've been uh, moonlighting as an actor for a bit, which just meant I had no time. And Dan's been watching them dotty owls with Sheffield get promoted to... <laughs> I, I, honestly it's about a week and a half ago and i'm still rotting it was uh, it was quite the weekend it hits you in a funny way doesn't it around that time mm. of the, uh what was it the the musical thing that i did and we had a bit of a heavy night and then i, I don't think i walked properly for three days <laughs> i uh, i found my concentration has just been lost the week before and the week after was just disgusting like, that, yeah, it was it was just awful. I can't concentrate on anything. I'm absolutely footballed out. I, I need the summer now just to decompress and then realize that Sheffield Wednesday have got a, a difficult season coming up because the championship's going to be bloody hard work this year. It looks horrible. Actually, we did a pod on my my, my other life on the Forest one that I do uh, with Colin Frey yesterday from the BBC. And he was saying, God, you know, the championship was horrible next year because we actually think that the Premier League looks slightly nicer next year. Mid-table for you lot then, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Sheffield United, apparently they're going to spend 20 million. We spend that on half a player, dirty blades. Um, anyway, so we'll come down that line anyway. That's uh, that's for all you Sheffield Wednesday fans listening to it, which is predominantly Forest and Wednesday fans off the back of our popularity as football pod people. Uh, so I'm going to say up oh, the owls, you reds and uh, yeah, we'll try and do the blades for you next year. If we can, uh, can you do Derby? Oh no, sorry. League one pistol league. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, anyway, enough of that talk. Cause it just in case there is someone listening outside of the UK going, uh, what the hell is going on over here what are they talking about just in case some cowboys decided to listen uh been up to anything else Dan in the uh, time since we've uh, last podded? oh God, I went to go and watch your play uh well how, how did that feel being uh, being that side of the but uh, that side of the audience how did you feel it when how did you enjoy it did you enjoy it? Well, you, Do you feel better for the entire experience it was I did it as a, to scratch an itch and to scare myself um and then ended up you know writing most of the music and everything like that and it became a real it was a lovely experience in the camaraderie and working with people it's very similar to like if you play football and stuff you know you're a team and you're working together and there's some you prefer to others and you know like, but generally they're all lovely um yeah it you just kept because i'm 42 and you've gone all your life watching people go actors with their silk scarves and the way they walk into places i'm a dandy um i was always never let me be that i'd piss around with natalie and go i'm an actor. And stuff like that, you know, just sometimes when you have a cup of tea. I'm an actor, get me a cup of tea, you know, or Ginzano. Um, but no, the experience was nice. I wasn't scared. I, I just don't feel like I did proper acting because, as you know, coming from a similar place to me in background, I felt I was just doing impressions of people that I knew. So for the yeah. for the millions of people who weren't watching this performance, I was playing a nightclub owner from the North. So I was basically, oh, just bloody like that all the time. And, or I was being Dan. <laughs> How was it looking into the mirror of yourself on stage, Dan? It was it, it was really odd actually because there, there was a good couple of times where I saw myself say things like it was a it was a version of myself turned up to eleven, and uh, and I went oh god oh god and then I was I was sat with the, with with your missus next to me and every every time there was a, a real Dan Fudgesum she kind of glanced at me to go that's you that isn't it and no, I, and. I was stood there doing that smile that you can only describe as the one. Do you remember in lockdown when people went out walking and used to do that tight lip smile at each other? Yeah. Uh, th- yeah. That was the, uh, <laughs> that was a smile I go. Yep. Yep. That's me. That one. Yep. Yeah, It was, yep, it yep, was yep, lines yep. around things like, um, she's funny. Yeah. Funny women are to come by. Yeah. Ah, yeah, that's right. That's right. You'll do. You'll do. You'll come in with Dan. Sorry jester the character no uh, so no it's all right i mean I, I definitely want to do something more serious i want to do something where i just have to come in and set in 1920s where some different clobberings go jenkins there seems to be a problem with the humidifier it's run out of steam oh well why don't you feed it some more cat meat so i've just written that on the spot there still better than all the acting in blood sport we'll come to that in a minute um have you ever thought about creeping the boards dan or uh, since your uh, early days in uh, what was it bugsy malone whatever it was I I did. I did. uh, You know, a a, a community venture like yourself that that you did. It dawned on me. All I ever wanted to do the day I watched, um, rock of ages on stage. I remember thinking all I ever want to be is Stacy Jacks. And and this is a rocker into his forties that might be winding it down. And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, I could I could do that. So if, if if the right part comes along, I'd be happy to learn all the lines and probably learn how to sing the songs as well. But until then, fuck them. They can wait for you. In not... it, those fucking lardy Dar pricks. Like, <laughs> I'll only creep the boards when it's the right part for me, of course. Yeah, right. I, want some, I want to do some proper Christy or some uh, Inspector Calls or some shit like that, which is things what you're meant to do when you're 15 at school, mm-hmm. if I'm honest. I'll tell you, I don't know if I said it on here about what I, what I did as a kid in our... Um, in our pantomime at school. I, I oh, always watch on. the face because obviously we've known each other a long time. There's still stories that come out from somewhere. So when I was at junior school, it was around the time my mum was, you know, obviously not letting me watch films, but pushing me to be on TV stuff. So you'd get letters going like, thanks for your letter to going live. We'd love to see you do what you can do on TV. And you'd be like, what the fuck? Six or seven, you're on TV. Now, obviously, I've spoken to therapists about this and it's it seems to be a thing that's, it's good and it's bad because you've got great experiences from stuff that kids from Skegness or I was from didn't get. But at the same time, you're also singled out as the kid that everyone should bully. You've got long, curly hair and you're on TV all the time and all the girls wanted to kiss you and the lads were like, fucking have him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there was all that business to it. But, and actually some of them are quite funny. I was on TV a lot with Philip Schofield. Uh, obviously, yeah. Uh, again, that's just a completely different conversation. Mm-hmm. All I've I said to St. met him about four or five times. Absolutely lovely. There, there you go that's what I how, how lovely was it <laughs> it's, it's what's your knitting come on but compare it to that holly thing recently are you feeling alright did you not did you not want to do a, a statement did you not feel like you want to do an over the top uh, statement for uh, for the socials? I'm just glad that nobody has ever fucked anyone before this has happened and had an affair because it's good to see the first time it's ever happened that's all I'm saying first time first time Great. what was it I saw today uh, Harry Styles with uh, how old was he when she met him she met him when he was seventeen. All right. What was the other one? It was the one who was like uh, Liam Payne. Met. He was fourteen, I think, when he met. Yep. 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 yep I'm yep, just yep, saying. Yep, yep. Anyway, we'll leave that there. Um, but you know, whatever. Um, anything else been going on? Has anyone annoyed you in a queue to do with food? Um, I uh, I stayed the night uh, last weekend at the uh, at the Alton Towers Hotel. Oh. And uh, and I to... and I'll tell you what, there's a uh, there's a lot to be said for um for uh, staying over at a, at a theme park. Like it, it's really, it takes a lot of the pressure off the day because me and my missus, we've tried to go to theme park. So we went to Thorpe park during my birthday, which sits in half term fucking nightmare. <laughs> uh, she gets a, uh, you know, she got the weekend off over Easter break. We went to Disneyland Paris fucking nightmare. Both times we were there eight hours and got on three rides. So this time round was our third time lucky, and we got there on the Sunday, which was the last day of half term. Already, I'm twitching. I've got the mug on, yeah. and we got there, and it was it was actually quite quiet. And um, and then the Monday, we got on the same ride. Uh, it used to be called Air when uh, when we were kids. It's now called Galactico, and uh, we got on that three times. Lovely day. So uh, I guess I guess what I'm saying is, when the kids are off school, go to the, when the kids are at school, go to a theme park and uh, fuck them kids. Or, uh, funny, I've only been to in Towers once. It was around 95 when it was all the indie thing was in swing. So I remember two things about it, maybe three. On the on the bus there, somebody put on Part Life on cassette by Blur, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everyone was singing like Sweet Saga like Jungle. It was just all the way there. It was just the sound of 1994, 5, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Also, I remember people playing a game called Nervous on the way back. Oh, God. That, that, yeah, it's just creepy, wasn't it? So, yeah, you. Keep touching me until I don't want it. Then I say nervous. But if you're a lad, you never said nervous. You just carry went, on, babe. Grab my balls. I'm absolutely yeah, yeah, yep. absolutely. Um, but the other thing was, we went as a school trip, but it was dead. And the Nemesis had just opened, and we went on three right. times in a row. So as a school kids, we were going. This is great. Come when the kids are at school, from school. You know, it's just <laughs> like that's the way you do it. So no, I do agree with you. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be barreling into that with a two year old soon, where we're looking to potentially go to Disney in a couple of years for you know before she's going to school and stuff. So uh yeah i'll be doing a lot of mom do you want to come on this holiday with us yeah i'll come with you all the coats all the baby Way! dad's on the rides you know <laughs> <Classic>. <laughs> talking of rides um what a ride this was um i just gotta say it it's the things i knew before the things i thought i so, saw the things i knew before uh nothing over to you I know nothing about this fucking film. <laughs> Did you not know that this was the uh, the entomology behind Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat? Yeah, I might have worked it out a bit, but like we were talking to Normie about this film last night when I was watching it going, can you not just accept that Kung Fu is wonderful? I'm going, fucking Norm, I don't know Kung Fu, son. It's not like I'm, you know, I can put together a tune or potentially act, but it's just like, I don't know what good Kung Fu is, mate. So it's not like I'm going, I'll ah, tell you what, this saved it. So you may be getting the idea where I'm going with this film in a minute. I knew nothing about it, mate. I knew him more from the uh the adverts for the beer, which he said right. wasn't him, I think, last time. But yeah, I knew absolutely nothing. So over to you. When did you first see it? What's your history with it and some stats? I was about 10 years old, and uh one of my mates, big brothers, had this and he was sat watching it, and uh and I was like, What what is this we're watching? Now we, we we referenced these 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 type of kids on the um on the show quite a lot, the rongan kids. Now the rongan kids uh were always into karate. I don't know why, I don't know what it was around that era, but for some reason everybody was into karate, and all of a sudden you get like a chop round the back of your head and go, wah! And then now I realize they'd be saying Kumiti or Kumiti or something like that, which is the name of the tournament in this movie. And they were obsessed. They were always like the, the shit. The shit kicker kids were always obsessed with karate as a kid. I don't know what it was. They'd be like, "Whoa, what?" And they'd be pulling these really textbook, god awful, bloody East East Asian, bl- awful bloody accents. But I always used to think these movies were shite because Correct. I always it was the the way that uh, the the actors in it from from that part of the world would stand there doing that over-the-top dazed look that you get out of those computer games and that which essentially left them stood there for the big show-stopping kick I thought these movies were shit and so I've had no desire to watch these movies again as a grown-up so in preparation for this show I watched this film and I truly and I mean this from the heart of hearts it's one of the worst fucking films I have ever watched in the history of cinema however I thought there is three sequels to this fucking film. No, way. Three, I didn't. There's know that. three sequels to this movie, so they can't all be shit. So I watched all three sequels in the space of two days, oh. and they're all as shite as each other. However, somehow, Bloodsport two, three, and four, because they don't have Jean Claude Van Damme, in them, because he clearly knew it was absolute trash. They've got they've got another guy in it. Um, it it's it's the same movie. It's the same, it's the same film. It's like, why did they make five Rocky movies? Like it's the same film. So I, Oh God. And then, so in terms of entomology of this movie, there's a guy called Frank Dux who, um, who, um, Jean-Claude Van Damme plays in, in this movie. And it's supposed to be a, uh, you know, a, a uh, beefed up version of his life and he's been in the Kumiti tournament and uh he also was an ex-marine and he was and he was actually advisor on this movie and then it transpired once the movie had come out that all his credentials of being in this thing and being a marine was all shit it was all rubbish who the hell are these two scumbags just stay out of it pal it's not your business okay i ain't your pal dick face so yeah, because, well, I'm going to come to that right at the end. I've just, I've, I, with this one, I've done my notes very, very how I felt. So normally I might put things like, oh, sweaty hand or something like that. Um, yeah, so it's, I I say, the lad, the lad can't act. Now, what's, I'll, I'll be honest with you this as well. I was watching this on some, uh, on some stream that I got it on. Mm-hmm. And it was ever so slightly behind with the voice and the and the audio and the the mouth. So I tr- I tried another thing. It still wasn't quite there. And then when I realized how shit it was, I thought just adds to it because it yeah. looks like they're dubbed anyway. And everyone sounds like they're dubbed. So I just thought, fuck it, I'm going with it. Um, yeah, you got any facts and stats and stuff on it? Because I lo- I normally look up the awards. That's my thing. And I looked up. Uh, it's been a one nomination. Do you know what it's, this it is? Is it the Razzie Award that it was? Yeah, it's worst one my- new star for 1989. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's won a Razzie. Um the the actors in it, the extras as it were, the, the other fighters were actual fighters. Uh they weren't extras, they just wanted people who looked like they could fight convincingly on screen. Right. So Cannon didn't want to pay for proper martial artists, they just wanted people who who looked like they could have a tear up. You, you know what I mean? And they didn't and, go and, to Rotherham. I know, is it? Like they didn't even come find me or some of the wronging kids knocking around the estate. But the um but the interesting one and this is going to blow your bloody mind. This was meant to be a straight to DVD release, straight, sorry, straight to VHS release. yeah and um, it was only supposed to be um, shown in about five cinemas across the across the states, like literally about five, like a handful. Um, sorry, five states. right and it, and it made something like uh like it, made, it made a decent amount, and then they released it nationally because of demand and it made $11 million in its opening weekend, which for a straight-to-video movie is absolutely unheard of. And uh, and then when they released it on the video, when they finally got around to doing it, it made $54 million. So, Fucking it, hell. <laughs> what is wrong with people? Because I would have thought this cost you about a tenner to make. They've just gone on all this to Hong Kong, gone in some CD place, and just gone, let's have a scrap. Oh, who's that... Yeah. That lad who's got quite a good ass. He's quite flexible. Good on him. Can he act? Can he fuck? Doesn't matter. What's he got to say? I mean, honestly, God, I mean, I'm going to save the score with everything, but I will have it. You're going to know straight away. I think Robocop has just gone up in my estimation. Ah oh, yes. <laughs> Robocop they... also got sequels, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, sequels. And a remake, and there's also a remake in the pipeline for this, but they've never got round that they've never got round to doing. Um, but yeah, I absolutely I, 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 the interesting thing for me is you when you were watching it, you popped a tweet out saying something like, "I'm six minutes in and I hate this movie already." And it's weird because I was exactly the same. There's that opening scene where he's got his leather jacket on and he turns up at that that elderly woman's house, yeah. And I hated this film right from that scene, and I thought. I know this is a bit of a cult cult movie. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to stick with it and it did not get any better. The only thing that carried me through was knowing that and for some reason I knew this that Johnny Cage's leg split groin punch <laughs> was going to turn up at some point in this movie. I I almost got angered by it. I was annoyed that it was taking my life. It's not a long film, but it was mm. pissing me off that I had to watch it after 10 minutes. I was going I don't I know what's going to happen. I don't want to watch any more of this. Uh, But I guess that's we can't just do a podcast where we don't. So let's just rip the shit out of this piece of wank film that we've had to both fucking watch. Sorry, Norm, it's absolutely awful. You can stuff your kung fu up your ass. So starts with the 1980s as fuck montage. A lot of and people coming out of a dojo, folding their arms. Oh, I'm tough, I am. Then some scene from Hong Kong or something behind. And then everything just goes fucking kung fu crazy. A lot of ha, ha. Ha! Ah, A lot of noises like that. A lot of them, a lot of burly chaps around. And then we see our first uh, look at Jean-Claude Van Damme, sweaty. Or if if he's not got a vest on with some massive pantaloons, the lad's sweating. That's his two modes, or doing splits. Uh, Just working out, doing some bad acting. Can I just say as well, you mentioned he's a Marine. Those Mm -hmm. two blokes, Forrest Whitaker and his mate, who look like Leslie Nielsen a bit, it's never really fucking explained why he's not allowed to go it's almost like you've gone like hey do you know what i fancy going older and they go can someone get dan fudge back from brazil fucking yeah I like, what why can't he just go It's <laughs> what and a he's french or belgian in this because he's mum dad i think they're saying they're doing a vineyard thing and that was i think they're playing on the french rather than americans don't know where the fuck mm-hmm. belgium is uh but it's like why is he there's so many questions here dan so did you ever really know what the Fuck, it's a bit like Top Gun. There's just Top Gun is just planes. Him trying to chisel that bird. This is just fighting. That's it. <laughs> shit, it's no shit. But they kind of they kind of on in a love story, didn't they? With the uh, is it the journalist? Uh, sort of. She'll yeah. Back and, on for a story, she and, and then they put the buddy comedy in with the uh, with, with is it Jackson the cockeyed bear looking fuck <laughs> like one eye in the pot and one up the chimney. Yeah, yeah I, just, uh, I saw that. What's called him? Um, Bowley. Yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah, just, just Mick absolutely. Foley. I, I didn't. It was Mick Foley, wasn't it? And like, like, he's got proper mortgage eyes. He's got one fixed rate and one tracker. You know what I mean? And the, when they, when they come to him in, uh, in hospital, and there's a real close-up on his face, you're like, oh, that's not fun for him. And he's he not was trying to fight time. a man. Yeah, yeah, and, and and there was like a there was a bit of an outcry after this movie because people were going. Uh, this guy has got no real uh, recognisable uh, martial art that he uses. He's just big man that throws people about. That's his, that's his kumite style that he's going Jackson. for. I mean, but then again, there was a black fellow who was doing some sort of wispy shit and then going to, and then there was one bloke who's always low. And there's one who like E Honda, but we'll come to him in a minute. Mm-hmm. for Street Fighter 2 fans. Um, yeah, no real idea what the fucking story is. I'm going to go, where's he gone? He ain't gone to Hong Kong, has he? He fucking has. Oh, uh, well, let's go and get him and do some keystone cop type of caper to try and get him back. Why is no one going, What? hey, man, what, why are we going to get him? Well, that Belgian should be in the army, shouldn't he? But he's just yeah. he's living his life. Yeah, fuck him. We're going to go and get him. And we're going to take tasers for later on. <laughs> Which no one, I don't know if they they were way more popular back in the 80s, but when they got them out, I thought, what the fuck have they got in their hands? I know it's near the end, but do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, this is a taser. Everyone knows it's a taser. I'll, I could talk about that bit with the fucking taser for, I do will. So he's, he runs off. Uh, oh yeah, that's it. Come on, Frank. I'm just going to go and get a shower. He says. <laughs> runs off. And I've just put runs off shit in capitals. Drama music. <laughs> hey you've been a long time in that shower oh god he's run away <laughs> yeah of course he has um, and I could put everyone looks dubbed in this film everyone yeah. is doing it. I mean we are going. To... mouth moving in different different ways um, anything more to say about your initial setup before I go to the flashback and what I've written as sordid memories I just fucking hated it I ju- <laughs> can we get through an hour of us just saying we fucking hated it Go on, let's let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get into it. So yeah, you get he goes to see um uh clearly some woman that he knows from his past to say the elderly lady or elderly she's probably about me mum and dad's say. Um and then where is he always oh, in bed? Whoever he is. Um all right. And he but obviously it's very bizarre because you've got people in Asia there and you've got some bloke going How, how's he doing? Is he okay? Is he... okay? Is this your doctor who look after you when the when the you first you know. Went unconscious. Um, and then it flashes back to some he stares at a sword and it all goes right like it would in Wayne's world. Ah, but now we're in the past because there's kids clambering through a window. Uh hey, let's play with this sword. And I've just written here, this is a fucking joke. (laughs) (laughs) Because when the kid who's playing the younger Jean-Claude Van Damme speaks, I genuinely at that point thought this would be like a Team America South Park parody. Because that kid goes. The mother. Doing a lot better have a son. And then that other little kid, Asian kid, just walks in and belts him in the fucking stomach with his yeah. kick. And yeah. his dad goes, get to bed, you, sort of thing. Again, so much to unravel here. That kid, do you remember that kid's acting? Fucking hell. Awful. Awful. Well, Awful. Like, why couldn't they find any kids that could act? In fact, the best acting from any kid in that was when the one turns to him and goes, come on, swipe something. That's the only good child acting we've got right now terrible i mean the, i i'm glad the kid kicked him in the stomach just for his acting just to shut him because <laughs> he's done it he's got hey you've got this kid here he's from uh from new orleans he's really good all right yeah let's get him in hold on is he not belgian no the belgian pool of kids acting must have been so poor back then if that kid got in or if that's an american kid doing a, a, an accent you'd have gone fuck it let's go american at the start because that sounds like you have had a major brain injury <laughs> <And> i just want to learn kung fu I think what you're forgetting, I mean, bear in mind, the uh, the computer game background into this is actually quite entertaining. So this Johnny Cage was based on Jean-Claude Van Damme. And so when they made the Mortal Kombat movie, they invited Jean-Claude Van Damme to come and play Johnny Cage and he turned it down. He didn't want to do it. Fast forward five or six years to then when the Street Fighter 2 movie came out, they made a game based on Street Fighter 2, which did the motion capture of the actors in the movie, and Jean Claude Van Damme was playing All American Hero Gale in this with really? this weird Belgian accent. It's so odd. It's I so. It was odd. Oh, was so no. Who was M Bison? That was the guy. Raul Julia. That was yeah uh, Gomez. Gomez right? Adams. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Well, yeah. I didn't know. I actually had it made that he was M Bison, but obviously, it wasn't at all. Um, yeah. He. I'm not surprised he didn't want to be in any, any films because he's obviously seen his acting and was just thinking about Bud Light, whatever it fuck it was. It, kids kicked in the guts Young Frank I've just written here Young Frank Head injury Question mark mm. And that's when he, If that kid had broke into my house Trying to nick my sword And your son's kicked him in the stomach You've gone Get to bed That's alright You've good. Yeah it's good And then the kids are I'm sorry I'd, yeah, What would it be in my house? I don't know A guitar or something Or um, A bottle of Henderson's relish Google it um, What are you doing Nicking my stuff? I just mean Steal your things I like you. You've got the fighting spirit. What, is, what kind of crack is he on? Because there's nothing about that kid. I'll tell you what. Let's get your mum and dad over. Where we you yep. over to Bayer Vineyard. I like your kid. He's got the fighting spirit. Which kid? Have you met? What, that one? What, the one with the clear brain damage? Yeah, you like this one. Well, let me... I've got a taller, thinner one over here. <laughs> Do you know want this one? No, I'm going to teach this one how to fight. Claude... No, no, no! You don't. You don't want uh, Frank. You want uh, old Timothy. He's he's right. Good, he is. He can uh, he can clean windows and all sorts of shit. He can crush grapes with his hands. Um, crush your grape. Um, but no, what you want? Old Slowpoke. We call him Slope. <laughs> you watch them pots yet? What a pot, mother! He's got the fighting spirit. As he yeah, yeah. he's got a fighting chance of surviving to ten years. That's about all he had. Bless him. Um, just annoyed me. But then obviously he gets taken under the wing of the the Kung Fu family. And we've got written here. uh, I put school. I've just remembered this school kung fu. Dot dot dot. Shit hands. Dead mate. (laughs) (laughs) Did you remember that? So his little Asian mate just gets a kick in, and then he goes leave him alone like that. But then he does these really shitty hands where they've gone, and he just goes like that, like uh like you know like this is a kung fu hand or like this or something like this he's like a spidey hand or whatever it might be he just does such a half-assed hand he just goes leave him be and then does like camp bear yeah like he's doing the monster munch. whatever that is (laughs) uh yeah so all very very bizarre again but thank fuck that kid's gone because we come out of flashback and jean-claude van damme is talking to the mother lady but randomly He's gone from his leather jacket and his hair swished. It's almost bouffanty. Looks like Julian Clary. Yeah. He's got lipstick on as well. I, is is that his morning look? That's uh, that that was that was a makeup designer trying to make him look a little younger, but not as old as he is now. So let's give him some bouffant hair because that's what all the younger kids were wearing in the late seventies, early eighties, and this is like mid eighties. So what were all the kids doing? Bouffant hair and lipstick. It's giving him a new romantic look, but it's it's the same visit of when he's coming the morning. I don't get it where he's gone. He's just like, you know what? It's a bit depressing around here. Dad's not well. Mum's just like whispering about the old days. Obviously, Oh, no, he's dead, isn't he? That's right. The the mate's dead because he looks at his altar thing with his dad going, oh, Mm -hmm. sorry. He got kicked in the stomach. Um, So in the morning, he's got up and gone, I don't know what I'll do. I'll look glamorous as fuck. That'll cheer up this lot. These Hong Kong people. Get me lippy on. It was a a precursor to RuPaul's Drag Race. He was just slapping it on. Uh, And then obviously, as you know what's happening here, it's time for a training montage and yes. why, dot 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 since yeah um <laughs> i'm not gonna read out the next sentence. it's just most of the things i've written here sounds so fucking ridiculous in line so uh, i don't know do you, do you have any thoughts on is this was this one of the films that starts off the training montage as a thing in uh or is it happened before oh know it's 88 i guess we've already had training montages haven't we yeah we've, we've had training montages but this one is to become like an elite fighter like uh, you can't, you can't have a training montage where it looks like you've just spent the summer doing it. Given where he goes to as a as a martial artist after that, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, tra- train me, and you're like, well, I don't know, train me, and so so he trains him, and then uh, and then blindfolds him to make cups of tea. Exactly. My next line is serving tea blindfolded, dot dot dot, and being tortured. <laughs> yeah, just boshed all the time, wasn't he? Yeah, because he puts him on that rack thing and makes him do the splits and he's going to get it and he's going, ah, fuck it. And I I just, I must admit at that point, I thought, what would I do in this situation? (laughs) I thought, well, my legs would struggle. Yeah. I don't know when you last tried to do the splits, but I've not properly gone for it since about 1999. (laughs) And even then you were too old and too big for doing the splits, right? I mean, I was was in the prime of my life physically, but uh, I, I just didn't have that part that did it, you know? I I could run for miles as a cross country runner. I played football twice a week, but there was my legs weren't meant to do that. You know, like when you used to break um a GI Joe, the ones that had the rubber bands between the legs, mm-hmm. and break way like that. I was more like a solid Star Warsy kind of thing, like fast chewy, <laughs> slow chewy. I told you about that. Um, so yeah, he uh, the training montage. A lot of I'm thinking, why is he, why is he so much about him being blindfolded? Uh-huh. <laughs> We'll That's see. gonna come up later on, I reckon. I must admit, it's the only bit in the film where I kind of went, "You clever bastards." I forgot. Oh, all I got that in early. I did watch it over two nights and hated it so much that I almost had to. What Homes Under the Hammer or something was on. I switched and the... I was like, "We don't want to see how much that was going to be worth in 2005." I'm gonna to have to switch it off to watch fucking Bloodsport. That's how much I hated it. Um. So yeah, we go to Hong Kong and it's time for some video games with Jackson. Yes. You know, what's funny about that is that I, I actually saw this after I'd already realised it myself. It actually says it's a one-player game, and they're playing together. I found that was quite interesting. Yeah, Karate Champ is the uh, is is the game, and uh, and yeah, it's a one-player game. Just rubbish, uh, just again rubbish. But it's nice. At first, I thought he was going to be trouble. That lad, I thought he was going to be like, uh, hey, you know, I'm a big burly kind of mincemeat-looking bloke, and who's this kind of good-looking bastard coming in who can't talk properly and used to have a stroke? Did you not feel? that their bromance that was supposed to be built up through the through the movie came out of absolutely nowhere. Oh. All of a sudden they were like best mates and they were blood brothers for life. For what's essentially a couple of days of a geezer's life like you know what I mean? They were best mates having played a computer game for 30 seconds. Watched the other person play a one player a computer game. Isn't it? Yeah because at the end I've written down here I love you my friend. dot 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 so shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why does he love him he's like properly hugs him and loves him but we'll come to that all the shit that goes on i've got cheeky tour guide i've written down here what's the whole app he says senzo tanaka is his shidoshi what's the difference if bruce Winston is a shidoshi yeah oh, that's, that's the dirty looking one isn't it that's the one who looks yep. like he's joe dirt if he was yep. from hong kong yeah the one with the mullet yeah who turns up in the second one does he Okay, so he's 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 starting a bit of a side hustle with uh, bringing these Europeans over and these Americans over. To yeah, fight. yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so I didn't I didn't like him. I thought, again, I can't remember. I've just put Jean-Claude Van Damme. Awful outfit. Uh, <laughs> I think it's probably it's going to be the vest and pantaloon combination again. No, is it not the? Um, oh wait, hang on. So. He's got his vest and pants and his bomber jacket on when he signs up and he makes him do the, is it the death punch or something like yeah. that? The, so it's whatever the, that one is, because it comes just before OK USA. <laughs> so, so yeah, so he loves a vest and a high-waisted trouser at this point. Now, I used to i used to always think about this, and, and I realized it was something from, from, my, from my childhood, from the late 80s, early 90s, that when blokes got themselves jacked, you know the ones with the big round shoulders, look like they've got... Basketball stuffed up the yeah. shirts. They always wore these god-awful vests and those awful bloody high-waisted trousers with the, the big badge this. on them. Vest yeah. down, down the vest. Side vest down, came it. down, showed top of your stomach off, that type of thing. They always and dressed like that. The vest looked a lot like an African's ear. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Yeah, you that, know when that, they had them, them things in them, and it's like, and they do, you go down to the older. Uh, I don't know what that, that you, you say African's oh, ear. Uh, all the uh, all the My Chemical Romance 2009 goths have probably all got earlobes that look like that right now. I meant more the elders, like you know when you see like um what was it Bruce Parry is one of them or people like that and then yeah. it was Michael Palin and they go to the Sahara and there's those people who've got them real dangly ears, and you think fuck me. yeah yeah a gerbil could happily swing amongst those ears. So yeah, so we're going to coin a phrase now, a Van Dam vestia. That's what he's got. So when we see those 2009 My Chemical Romance emo goths, yeah. we'll be like, you've got Jean-Claude Van Damme vestias, pal. You've got an ELI Jean-Claude Van Damme's fucking vest. Yeah. But he's be... quite tight. Lots of the blokes who walk around skeg on steroids. Oh no, I'm just eating a lot of steak. Yeah, creatine. Yeah, we all know what it is, mate. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? The ones who were the bouncers and that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they were a lot more baggy, weren't they? Because the randomly, this Christmas, my dad said to me, oh, I've got you this. Always get something random from Bob uh, at Christmas. I got like a, what I thought was like, I guess in the nineties, you and I would have worn as like pajamas in a way, like a pair of shorts, nice loose shorts, swing the lounge about and, and like a quite a big t-shirt. So you just, you know, feel like lounging about the house. And I was just, oh yeah, cheers dad. Didn't even take it out of the cling, you know, it seemed like a cling film packet thing. Cause you are mm-hmm. oh, this is from Mickey off the market. Um, and then um, I got it home. <laughs> I messaged my sister and went, does my dad think I'm about to join the Royal Rumble? Got no sleeves, and it's it's like a vest, but it's cut down to like the stomach. So it's like Jean Claude Van Dam, if he was in the world's strongest man, and was from Kafili and put was on a barrel. I'm gonna change your name in my phone to Van Dam pajamas now. That's uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's oh, what God. I'm gonna do. I was just like, cheers, Dad. Um, but yeah, no, thank you, thank you, Dad. I've, I've, yeah, I've never worn them. Um, so yeah, the uh, where am I? I've got why am I? So this film. Okay, USA, which uh, Normie was saying was a big moment in it. Well, if you want to see a slightly disabled looking Asian bloke saying okay, USA in an alleyway, then it's a moment. <laughs> okay, USA. Oh god, yeah. There he was that like bit sidekick from a Wild West film when the freak shows on the train tracks. Okay. Hey, Bubba, get rid of those kids. Oh, God, him, mean, he's seven foot tall. He look like that. Okay, USA. All right, so we're now taking the piss out of mentally disabled people. <laughs> Brilliant. Isn't it? This Isn't film it? has no redeeming qualities. Um, then it's time for the brick smash. And I've just written, a, a, you, maybe we should try and guess what was going through my head. I've written brick smash, dot, 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 piss take. Yeah, this, this trick, the, is it the death punch or something like that? The dim sucker something they call it, right? It, it is scientifically impossible <laughs> for, the, yeah. for that to happen. It was, it, it, was, it was a special effect in the movie, so it's not like Van Damme did it. But you just oh, can't do it. You can't do it. It's not, it's not a thing that can be done in the world. Because if there's enough energy passing down, it's all about energy transfer. Remember? Oh, yeah. Band? Kinetic. If there's enough bang in that fist to break that bottom brick, it's also passed through all the other bricks. The only way so it's they should... potentially possible is if the bricks were made of a different material. You know, possibly. Possibly. But, but bear in mind, the reason he had to do that it was because he had to prove that he was a student of the old man that trained him in the montage. So it's like, hey, if you're from that house, you should be able to do the death punch. And he's gone, yeah, I can sort the death punch out. Hold my jacket, and then, uh, and then you know, cock cockheads up there going, hey, are you sure about it? hold my jacket, hold my jacket? <laughs> you know, however he spoke, and uh, and then pull it out, and th- and then that was his entry fee. Apparently, that got him in. He's coming and gone like, where are you from, mate? Oh, I am uh, I got trained by Bottom Brick Bill. Oh, yeah. Can you do his move? Of course, can fucking do his move. Of course, moves. can fucking yeah. do his move. Throws out. the jacket at Jackson, who's looking off the wrong eye, completely misses it. <laughs> no depth perception. Absolutely no chance. Uh, then I've put Young Forest Hunting. So Forest Whitaker's here. Now, talking to mm-hmm. eyes, it's Forest Whitaker. Uh, he's coming and doing his thing. I didn't recognize him at first. And then I did see his name in the titles. And, oh, yeah, of course I did. I saw his. I saw he was there just, yeah, again, and just looking like a young man trying to find a a Marine who's gone on holiday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Why? We still don't know. Why it's an issue for him. Don't know. Absolute waste of uh, government and, and, you know, national funds. Uh, Then we move on quickly to introduce the female uh, into it, which here I looked up. Her name is Aaliyah Ayers, I do believe. Um, Yeah, interesting moment here. So we've kind of introduced her mainly at the bar. Where I've written coin trick to win girl dot 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 dick behavior all round, Uh, yeah. If you do this, then I win her, and it, and then she tries to escape. She's like fucking none of you are winning me. But obviously it's the eighties, so you didn't have a voice. And then they stop her, and you're thinking, oh, it's just getting all abusive now. And the thing is, I guess he hasn't. He isn't going to say if I win, I'm not going to do you like these lads are. Yeah, he he did have a bit of chivalry at this point. It's not like he's got. It's not like afterwards he's done the trick and then gone. Well, you're mine now, so uh, come on, work, work the chaps. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> done you again. Uh, what is it about me doing heavily vibrating fingers? Up? Anyway, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> work the chaps. Yeah, <laughs> Yo, Get it. Get on the. Uh, get on the lingerie. Come on now. You know what I, I mean? Like, honestly, I thought of a. I thought of a phrase that we've used in the past for having sex the other day, and I can't remember what it was, but I couldn't get it out of my head. And I do gone in the shop and I was just buying some semi skin milk and a what railing, I think it was. In my head I just kept going. <laughs> and I couldn't get it out of my head all day. Topping used to be used quite a lot when I was growing up, but we we're from an agricultural I was from an agricultural county. So I guess at least it came from the sheep. That like fuck me. I think it was railing. <laughs> railing in. Can't go railing in on that. Anyway, sorry. Uh Young Forest coin trick to win a girl. <laughs> Sweaty splits, just really sweaty. <laughs> this feels so shit. Uh, sweat, sweat. When does sweaty splits come in? He must be doing the splits again. And he's gone. Check this out. Look what I can do. Sweaty. If, and if he's if he's all sweaty, how's he stood back up? He's probably got bare feet on. He's probably on a tiled floor. It's it's, it's the Orient. For I'd have sake. liked it if he did it with uh, like that bloke in the bad video with the red uh, roller skates. If he'd gone, you know, because he like goes yeah. down into Pick, a thing, picked himself up by the back of his jacket and just yeah, yeah did what the... what to do? I I the thing is, however much you look at that bad video now, and you uh, hey up, they look alright. Whatever they do, and they were some pretty mean red roller skates. MJ just looks the shit. How much did I want? That suit would have got my head pounded in Skegness if mm-hmm. I was walking around wearing that and going Shamal with a jerry mm-hmm. curl down the front of my hair. But my God, that man looked good in that suit. It's really weird, actually, because you mentioned your shitty hair from when you were a kid, which was a disgusting mullet. Like it was, it oh, was God. what, yeah, it was a Joe Dirt mullet. However, you've just mentioned clean, yeah. bad there, and I'm sat here thinking, do you know what? I'm pretty sure I wanted my hair like that, and the mum wouldn't let me. I wanted I wanted the back out to flick out like Michael Jackson in the Bad video. That's right, and and you had it, but looked like Joe Dirt. I um was a picture of us with the the sixth Skegness Cubs again. Uh, how do you describe that if you don't know what the Cubs are? Basically, a gang for lads, girls not allowed. Um, the, the Cubs are an international movement. Everybody knows what Cubs are. Oh, well, the Scouts, but I didn't know Cubs if the Cubs and element. Yeah, yeah. okay. And there's a picture of us on a on a, like a parade for remembrance sunday or something and there's all these lads just piling by the little caps on and the you know the um the woggles and the bits and bobs and mine's just like a flow of long hair because girls weren't allowed in there's just just this long hair down the back i see my dad probably going that's it marching for the dead of the war got long hair tick tick fathering to the top level there you go it's like yeah that's right didn't know that i was getting jabbed oh i was a seconder as well did you we did you get to sixer or seconder i was a seconder and then a sixer yeah Oh, you went up to sixties. I never really yeah. wanted the full crown. I was quite happy with the second. I used to stand the opposite end to the six, and so I didn't have to put up with most of the shit that he did. Yeah, I don't understand why I had a you know a, a, a position of leadership at nine years old. But yeah, I uh, that was in the scouts, wasn't it? The sixes and the seconders. Hobbs uh, I I was never a scout. This is all. In oh, we're not. Oh no, it was it was the scouts I became, and I used to look after the Badgers. the Badgers or the badges. Badgers, as in the animal. So you had the badgers, the hawks, the oh. uh, the, the otters. You know what I mean? And I used to and look you, after the badgers. had this image of this cub hall in Sheffield with a load of wild badgers in there. And oh, still... no, no. That, that was just a group name. There's Not no it, badgers. Hawk. Don't you be talking to those hawk people over there, dear. They owe us a couple of bits of kindling for the fire first. <laughs> you know, I don't know why they're Irish. They weren't even Irish. What fight you fighting Irish. Yeah, so... I. Could we talk about this a bit, actually? I've just forgot about this. So we used to go to this hall every Wednesday, and Wednesday, and there was probably like six, sixes. It sounds so fucking weird when you say it out loud, for those who didn't go to this. So you'd get in like a group with your mates, or whatever it was, and you'd all have a different colored woggle. And before anyone tries to cancel me, that's a bit of plastic that went around your uh, your neckerchief. <laughs> that's where that goes. Um, and it was, I think as was yellow or white. <laughs> um, and then you'd do random stuff like, Someone would lower the Union Jack, someone would raise it, you'd salute yep. it, all that kind of bit. Well, the Union flag, because it's only the Union Jack if it's on a ship. Fuck off. Um, and then you do all the the Lord's Prayer, whatever you did. But the bit that I remember most is the games in between that quite mm-hmm. clearly now would be banned. So one of them, again, give me a nod if you did this one. Uh, lad, there's a, obviously Arcala, whatever you call him, or Skip. Sorry, Skip was in charge, just looked like a, a fisherman, basically. <laughs> You <laughs> come up with a big captain's hat and go, right then, lads, blow a whistle. Right, you get over there. Right, what you do is you sit over there, open your legs. Yeah, look at your face. So you sit on the floor, take off your your woggle and your neckerchief, tie it around your eyes, put your hat on if you want to look a bit fancy. Uh, and then they'd come and put a knife between your legs into the wooden floor. Did you not do this? Right, is well, how do you win the game? What is the rules of this oh, game? It's just great game. So there's there's one that in some ways is worse. So you see that everybody else in the pack, wherever they were, had to try and get the knife from between your legs. But they had to move very slowly. If you heard a noise, you pointed. It's it's an old, apparently, it's an old sea, it's old like a Navy game from like 1700s or something like that, from like Nelson and shit. Or oh, that's what they told us before they took us in the back and uh, adjusted our woggle. Um, and you'd point. And if you pointed at someone, they were dead, they were out. And you had to basically, so you weren't allowed to just do this and like fan across because you obviously, that's like, you had to make very definite movements. So, creak. No nope. creak you're doing this business, but and all of a sudden you did like sniggers because they're kids and they go, We're gonna get the knife, oh you got me, and that was it. And you had to get the knife out and then stab you in the chest. No, you had to that was it. You had to just get the knife from between someone's legs. It was called blind man's bluff or something like that. That is mental. Yeah, a knife just driven into a wooden floor between an eight-year-old's legs. I don't here's the other game. The other game, you remember them benches that you had in the 80s that uh, you do, Yeah. Yeah. those yeah. benches. They had them weird rubber bits over them that no one knew what they were there for. Yeah, you always did your shin on them. Yep. Sometimes you'd have a bad time at school where they'd go, we're not going to get the nets out today. We'll just play if the ball hits that bench. Oh, sir, that's shit. Because you want to put it mm-hmm. top bins and you're there going, hit the bottom of the bench. It's not really the same. Um, so what they do is they get on them benches. Was it? Oh no, sorry, I got that wrong. It was a plank. It was a massive plank, about the same length as one of them benches. And they'd put it up on some chairs. So it's probably about three foot off the ground or two foot, something like that. And then you, God, every bit of this sounds weird. You, you'd kneel on the bench with your bum up in the air <laughs> and your knees and your shins flat to the bench. And then like this, right? And you, you're facing down. So you're a bit like you're, you're looking for a coin in a cinema. If That's not remember. how I'd describe it. But yeah, I know what you mean. Like this. Right, so, so is your ass facing everybody else or are you sideways on? Well, I'm kind of like that. And I'm on my knees. My knees are on the cherry and I've got my hands gripped around the bench like that, straight down. Opposite me is another lad doing the same, but his head is facing mine and his head, his cheek is next to my cheek. Where do you think this is going? I don't know. Have you got to, have you got to batter each other off the bench like rutting stags? With your heads. What? (laughs) Now I don't have to do it. It's fun. But it would be very much try not to hit more push. So you just have to push each other off the bench, three foot off the floor, onto the floor with your head against their head. But some lads used to just headbutt you. Of course they would. And the side Uh, of your head fucking hurts. Yeah, you'd have concussion. Yeah. (laughs) And some kids fell off. One lad fell off and they left the knife in the floor and he hit the knife. But it it didn't, it it was the handle. So it wasn't as bad. But like, yeah, that that was just... So you didn't clean up after yourselves after the knife game. You've got, let's just set up a goalpost over above this and do the rutting stag game. Everyone loved it. (laughs) uh, Yeah, there was all sorts of stuff like that. Do you know who loved that game? The kids who like Kung Fu at school. Same kids. You know they were the same kids. I didn't mind it because I just started going to karate at that time. My dad, my dad had read karate. And I thought it was good to run up with my dad and the older blokes, and someone threw a medicine ball and took me out. So I was like, fuck this. this is... And I like karate until they made me fight someone. And I was like, no, this is shit. I'd rather be pushing some lad off a bench with my head. I'd, but I'd rather rather be rutting. I'll forget that on the t-shirts. When we do the merch for this show, we'll get, I'd rather be rutting written on it. Yeah. <laughs> if I meet Jean-Claude Van Damme, I'll say, I saw blood sport, and it reminded me of the time I pushed an eight-year-old off a bench. So, if you look behind you now, John, John Claude, there is a bench across two, a plank across two chairs here now. Let's me and you go at it, split, splits, boy. Come on now. I reckon I can have him in a thumb war, have him a double jointed. You know, when people do the one, two, three, four. And then what I do is like a cobra, I hoik it like that. And they don't, they, and people look so confused. And what the fuck is that? And I go, I got you. Jump in. Because obviously, thumbs are meant to just be like this. But I make mine go like that and start making it cock about like this. And they go, what the fuck is that? And then I, then I have them. So that's what I, I think I can do. I can't think of anything worse than fucking thumb wars and arm wrestles. Like I hate them. Oh, I arm hate wrestles. them. Not that great at, but my mind helps me with them. But you must be all right now. You've been pumping iron like Jean-Claude. You must be It's to- not it's not so much that, it's the entire thought process behind it. Like I'm stronger than you at putting your arm over there or I could trap your thumb in my hand. Ergo, that makes me better than you. It reminds me of that, that, that episode of The Office where he's thrown a kettle over a pub. What have you ever done? You know what I mean? Like that type of, I'm better than you because I can do this. Well, all right, pal. And the, a lot of time when somebody goes, oh, let's do a thumb war. I'm like, yeah, oh, you won. Oh, well done, you. <laughs> yeah, but I like it when it's ridiculous with it because it's like, you don't realize about arm wrestling, people have got the same sort of rules as Monopoly. No, no, you don't get paid on the first time round. No, you don't. Know. Oh, no, mate, you can't lean in like that. It's just like, what? Maybe you should have Monopoly with arm wrestling. <laughs> and yeah. um, let's get back to the film. So a little detour there to the uh, Skegness world of... Uh, those things aren't normal then, Dan, that's what you're saying. Absolutely not. Right, so we played Bulldog like normal kids in the 80s until it got what? banned at the turn of the decade. Bulldog? British Bulldog? Did you not play British Bulldog? What's that? Uh, do you know what? It's going to, it's going to, remember... I don't know exactly what it is. I was going to say it's going to ruin me trying to remember the rules because I remember just getting concussion by the end of that, but there was no what? rutting what do you, mean game. Rules? you just run past one lad and if he catches one, there's then two. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was the game. And then there'd be the bit of poor sod left last and, and he'd just get his head kicked in. Mm. Like fouling football. I never got that. I was like, what? I love football so much. I was like, I just want to play football. Yeah, can't we play the one where we go in hard and tackle people? No, no. Mm. Why would I want to break my shin? Anyway, sorry, you played British Bulldog, anything else? Played British Bulldog, did some not tying, learned about yeah. Learnt about Lord Baden-Powell, and, uh, yeah. it, which I assume, like, given Operation U Tree and the way it's gone over the last recent years, someone's going to need to look into that, but I don't think they're going to. No, because he actually wrote the, funny enough, he wrote the, like, the guide for people going to war in 1914 for the First World War. Mm-hmm very interesting mm-hmm. it's stuff like if there's a machine gun fire hide behind something quick maybe not a hedge it's stuff like that it's a little bit like it was so victorian mixed with not knowing that the world of technology and machine guns were coming so it's a real mix of like if you're in a real spot or bother, dig a little hole and hide in it oh i didn't mean a trench system it's a bit like yeah that. So 100 years ago, so you know, someone decided, I tell you what, this guy who's run off with a group of boys, let's all listen to him. He's got it all sewn up. Oh, wait, we've got the jamboree. What's that? Boys from all around the world will convene on this area. Come on now. you just reminded me of something else as well. So there was a, there was a, a scout camp near us called Tom Thumb Holt. Right. I was there with my thumb, obviously, for the thumb wars. Uh, Tom Thumb Holt. And it was the first time I'd really think I'd been stayed away from home like that. What does my dad do? All these other kids turn up in classic 80s fair. The puffer jacket, the kind of like the silky looking red puffer jacket with some jeans and some scruffy gold trainers. Maybe a bobble hat. Very much looking like Stranger Things. My dad takes me down the Army Navy in a skeg. I turn up in full combat fatigues. <laughs> <laughs> the use of the word fatigue has absolutely <laughs> stopped to me there. Which includes the following. Doc Martin boots camouflage trousers jacket and uh like hessian belts one of them one of those torches that no one knows why it does that and looks over the top one of those yeah artist ones a little thing with a fork a spoon and a knife on it and a divvy can whatever you call it and even without that long mullet i wish i still had this i'd look fucking bad as shit um a little baseball cap that was more of the square american arm also camouflaged and i remember sitting in that stuff Having a cold shower, listening to a lad crying all night because his mum wasn't there, and I just <laughs> and in my head I was going, I'm in the army, got to be tough now. And I remember having uh, mashed potatoes and beans as well, but yeah, can you imagine turning up like that? You don't want to get bullied, just don't want to stand out. You've got long hair, and you turn up basically as GI Joe. Yeah, yeah, I bet that went really well for your camp mates. Do you know what? Because there was kids crying, I kind of it's a bit like running quicker. You know, if you're going to survive a bear attack, just be quicker than one person. <laughs> <laughs> So if you're going to survive a kicking, just stand next to a wet kid that's crying that misses his mum, and all of a sudden you look like fucking he man. There was a lad who had mustard coloured briefs on, and somebody claimed that they had tassels on, and he didn't want to prove it. And I was like, I reckon they have got tassels, aren't they? And he was like, No, well, he's got mustard pants. So so all of a sudden the hierarchies changed. You've got crying kid, mustard tassels, no, and he then you crying, and then because he was crying he got it all. And I was just sat in the corner taking my fork and spoon off each other to eat some beans. Going, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, 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 leave me alone. I mean, but they can't see you. You're in full camo, mate. You can't see you. Can't see me for shit. And I'm colourblind anyway, so if they'd have gone in camo themselves, I'd have been really fucked. Anyway, uh, uh, the tournament begins. The committee, uh, the champion comes in, stack lad called Chong Lee. He's mm-hmm. a big unit, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Any, any, Any thoughts or stats on that, lad? They uh, they set him up don't they as uh, being the only one in the tournament that's ever killed a man, uh, and he was a uh, he was a bodybuilder who they clearly dubbed over, you know what I mean? Yeah yeah he had some great pecs on him. Take some not, work to get some pecs that like that. But it all oh, it looked to me like he um his arms were too short for his body because they were like massive, and then every time he lifted his arms up like this, you'd be like, where's the rest of your arms? Yeah, there was a lot of show, but I mean, uh, give me his arms any day. Uh, There's a lot of showboating going on. because Frank then has to take on the bloke from the bar, who, mm. for some reason, I mean, I've already said Woggle can go anywhere from there. Um, he's wearing what looks like a very much like the Shake uh, wrestler outfit from the 80s. Uh, the, the, the what is he called? The Iron Shake, who passed Iron- away today. Oh, did he? What the odds on that? I've not said that hmm. man's name forever. Um, he's got that kind of outfit. But then he takes it all off. He looks like he's a sort of a kung fu guy. He looks completely different. to his, his cultural appropriations all over the shop. But he hmm. gets kicked in. And then I've written up here some lyrics. We've got. A oh, hang on. Of... Sorry, I had a thing. I had a thing. Sorry about about the uh, about the cultural appropriation guy. Hang oh, yeah. on. His name is Sadiq Hussein. Um, no, sorry. The character's name is Sadiq Hussein. Notice and the actor is called Bernard Mariano and uh, during the filming of that fight he got knocked clean out. Good.
1: Because yeah, uh, Van Dam knocked six him big.
0: out. Yeah, that's right. Go on Jean-Claude Christelle Van Dam, whatever what your real name was. Um, then we've got a song. I'm going to read you the lyrics. Heart's ready. Heart is on fire. I'm going to push it. Push it real good. No. no, no. I'll give you one more chance if you can finish it off. Here we go. My heart's ready. My heart is on fire. Ready, fire. I'm going to push it. Push it. Something desire. Over the wire. Over the wire. God. And the song was called so, Fight to Survive, and I put also shit. I'm going to stick my claim. I fight to survive. Yeah, shit. Um, now, in this film, I kind of have two of my unsung heroes. <clears throat> One of them I've called Blue PJs, man. Mm-hmm. You don't see him giving anyone shit in the, uh, in the dojo, whatever it is beforehand, but you just see him in one of the montage bits where it's good. It's some massive bloke just gets him and drops him onto his knee, onto his back. And he goes, ah, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's up. Yep, good role. What did you do in that film? Wore some blue, blue pajamas and my back broke. So jot that down. <clears throat> the army catch up with Frank and he runs off. Um, oh God, that fucking scene. Is this the, is this the chase scene? This is the one where I've just put Runs Off, Still the Night. Oh, so there must be another song called Still the Night or something. And then it's it's a bit camp. I've just put camp. It's a shit chase. I can't actually remember what's happening with it, but he's running through... So get Van Dam Van runs off, and then you've got the Keystone cops behind him, all running into each other, going, "Ah, oh God, ah, oh God!" Oh. And then he, I, and then they run around a truck, and he goes, "Hey, you, hey, I'm over here! Oh, let's get him!" Then there's a point in, and then he runs into him, and then oh, they trip that's... a bit, and then that goes on for far too long. And then there's a, a a line of conveniently lined up boats that go to the other side of the river. So it's c- completely forgetting the fact that these boats are blocking off the entire river. Yeah. And he runs over the other side, and they inevitably end up falling into the water. Fist shake, fist shake. Grrr. We'll get you, Mr. Belgian in our army. We'll get you. Uh, no. So then he has a dinner date, and yep. then there's the proper morning after music, where she's like saying... Bee-dee-bee. And then, at first, it sort of got me, because she was wearing some... He's just putting on his kegs in the morning, his black briefs, and she's wearing like a nighty thing. I thought, where's she got that from then? Must have gone back to Earth. <laughs> That's she nice. had a nighty just ready to go. Well, I've known girls who I, mean, I say I say girls because I haven't done it myself, who've got pairs of pants in the car. Mm-hmm. Why have you got these pants in the car? That could have been like her underwear, mate. Could could have been a an under undergarment. She could have been ready. Yeah, it's just preps. Like you never know when you might need some knickers. And I'm like, look, yeah. okay. she's maybe thought I might bang a Belgian tonight. So uh, I might get railed by a Belgian, I might get tupped by, by a Belgian. So uh and then he goes off. Have you ever seen? Uh, loaded weapon one—a lampoon of the lethal weapon movies with Emilio Estevez and Samuel L. Uh, Jackson—and he gets up and walks in. It just, Emilio Estevez's character has just had sex, and the woman in the bed goes, "Where are you going?" He goes, "I'm just off to do one of those." But in the moonlight, walks and and it's exactly that Mm. scene from Bloodsport, for when he's got his pants on, just for no reason. It's just, you just get a little glimpse of arse. He's just, he's just putting it away in the morning. But then the best thing is, he kind of puts his hands through his hair like that. And he goes like this to her. There's <coughs> like a little salute. And I was like, for see off. your pals. You don't do that when you're leaving. You've got a bottle of Iron Brew. You feel like absolute shit. And you just get out. Oh, can I find one sock? Fuck it. I'll go sockless because wearing one makes you feel like you've got your hand in water and the other hand out. If you know what I mean i don't know what i mean i made it sound like an innuendo it wasn't meant to be one um she says she's undercover she wants to get inside and write about this shit then i put we are fighting again and then i put bone through leg looks like lamb yeah look shit shit prosthetics rub it and it's just mean and there's no only because a lot of time you're looking at old chong lee going i think he respects a good fighter because sometimes he's yep. going, hmm nice mm. ah that's the bottom brick uh, slamming school that you've learned that at. Yep, mm-hmm. he can probably drive Eyes closed, yeah. And then he just turns into a dick. And then yeah. she's she's there, isn't she? She's on. She's wearing a glamorous top. She's come, mm-hmm. come along with a dress on. And uh, I've just put unsubtle dick foam. <laughs> yeah, this 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 ultra secret tournament that no one's supposed to know about. That for some reason, Forrest Whitaker and his boss knows all about. The fact that Van Damme and Jackson know all about. All right, they'll they're in the they're in the universe a little bit. And then there's a journalist turned up with a, an undeterminable guy in a suit. I can't tell you why he's there. And she's just sat there going. Darker, 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 darker into this dictaphone. Like, uh no one patted you down on the way in, did they, princess? Probably not allowed to socially, but it's like, it's, yeah, Bones. The alone. 80s, she gets patted down all the time. Just need to check for uh mice. Um, but yeah, she gets the dictaphone out, and because all the music's going do 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 fight till the end, or whatever the fuck it's doing, <laughs> you gotta keep going. And this, she just gets it out, and goes like this, <laughs> someone's out the like you're going, what the fuck? Um, then I've written that oh, all bit more here. Frank then places off against uh, Pumola, who I've written e Honda dot dot yep. dot ridiculous palm, dot 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 slow mo dot 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 splits to the knackers. Yep. Uh so yeah, there's a bloke. Who I did notice before, so I was kind of behind him in the tournament going, okay. I like this guy. He doesn't seem to move very quickly, very much e Honda, hundred hand slap mm-hmm. and all that business. And uh, yeah, he, he can't break him, he's a tough guy. And then Frank, yeah, he does a split to the knackers, which is your Johnny Cage moment you're on about there, don't mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, so that's then, when we had Johnny Cage, E Honda, and randomly Guile all in the ring at the same time. It spawned a lot of computer games, did this movie. They're oh, already rocking, man. Um Jackson, dot dot dot, moron, dot 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 in hospital. Mm-hmm. He's got Chong mm-hmm. on the ropes. The lad's in he's in a right state. Yep. And he's yeah, I've beaten him, I've beaten him. And you just go, why? You've been watching this tournament, Jackson. Well, maybe after yeah, it. I mean, bear in mind Chong Lee's killed a geezer by this point, hasn't he? I mean, he's put people in a wrong state. Right. They haven't been happy. Yeah, they, yeah. They won't, they won't dance again. <laughs> it it comes, it comes with previous, does Chong Lee? So he thinks here's some show pride before a downfall. It's the full Achilles versus Paris of Troy all over again, right? Arsenal fans this year. <laughs> and Sheffield Wednesday. Be, yeah, well, yeah, it depends if you're pre first or second leg, I think, innit with you lot if you're happy or not. Um, uh, yeah. uh, so then here is my unsung hero in the end. I don't really okay. see the bloke. And um remember, Jackson's in hospital, he's looking at the right state, and he says something like, "God oh, it's lucky, you've got such a th-. sorry, John Claude Van Damme. He's lucky you got such a sick head. He do not speak because he's still unconscious. And then she's coming in, oh, my, 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 and they start arguing, and then you just hear this doctor deliver this line. If you want to argue, go elsewhere, please. That's it. Yeah. Argue with that. Then they go, Oh, better get off. Uh, so they have a bit of a tip for tap. Uh, and then he's on the bus and you hear these lyrics. <laughs> You'll never guess this line. On my own tonight. Tonight. Gonna gather my strength. Gonna find something that rhymes with tonight. The fight. No, it's on my own tonight, going to gather my strength, going to find the power. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on to bus called On My Own. And then I've written contemplative montage, more splits on a rooftop. Yep. Looking over Hong Kong, beautiful scene, reminds me of Batman in, uh, which one is a dark night, checking mm. it out all the scenery, uh, but just got to do, he's still sweating, doing the splits. Um, then there's he's going down the alleyway. It's got. Oh, I've got my big final we'll against Chong Li. Hey up! Here's Forest Whitaker and his mate. You ain't going in there. Tasers. Oh tasers! <laughs> How does he stop them? with a dustbin lid? <laughs> Whiff it out. Fire the tasers, which then directly bounce off the dustbin lid. Aren't they electrical? Won't that have got electrocuted him anyway? Yes. And straight yeah. chests of two poor saps. Who just two poor saps. Up that didn't even know why they were looking for this guy after the after the coppers just uh, stitched him up, isn't it? And he's got his <laughs> men involved. Are we looking for, who are we looking for? Apparently, it's a bloke from the American Army who's gone on holiday. Why the fuck are we looking for him? <laughs> so, what? He's just gone on holiday? Yeah, he's doing a bit of fighting. Well, is that illegal? No. Let's just go around this corner. Ah, I've been tasered in the fucking chain. <laughs> fucking idiot. Is that him? Yeah. How do you know it's him? Because he's vest. It he looks like an African's ear. Yeah. Um, wonderful. Um, so but, 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 Taser effect you now a big showdown with Chong Lee. Throws it. Right. A... Chong Lee's under the pressure here. And you've got Right. So change the scenery, aren't they? Yep. So uh, the the ring changed, didn't it? To they they kind of dropped it so Great it had the ramp. yeah to to ramp at each side. They've changed, they've changed it, they've given them both a night's sleep. This is the big finale. It gets slipped to pill. And I and I don't I didn't remember this bit. I was like, Why is he got, What's he going to do? Is that so? I expected him to take this pill and have some kind of Popeye direction. montage. Yeah, that, where he goes, you know, like like after taking the spinach, and uh, and he didn't. He crushed it up in his hand that nobody saw, just like the dictaphone, and then blew it into John Claude Van Damme's face. And this was the start of. And bear Remind, I've seen a few Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Um, of the worst acting I have ever witnessed in the history of cinema. So, yeah, this, this is a special moment because I've just put... Throws a crumbled mint. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I'd only half seen the bloke putting it... Now, how do we do this um, sensitively? There's been times in my life where I may have wanted to enter certain buildings or various things with things about my person that didn't know where to hide. I'm thinking a cigarette, maybe, or other things, and you oh, might... a lollipop. Yeah, yeah, a lollipop, or you know, something like that. And in the band of your trousers, I mm-hmm. uh, I'll put them here or inside my pants. Mm-hmm. Not a good idea because it's quite a quite band and your body moves a bit. Yeah, hey, where's that gone then? Hey, let's get out me uh, my mint. Hey, oh, where's that gone? Well, it's gone. And he does that. and I'm thinking if you're doing kung fu and stuff, I want to put whatever the fuck that was. Yeah. Um. There and obviously he's losing and then he crushes it like you say throws it in frank's eyes mm-hmm. now the chuff no one sees because if you're allowed to do that i had been coming in with hands of chalk first off yeah i would be like you know me on my plank against you know uh, i don't know jonathan robertson back at scouts i was just, just during rutting stags if you just hmm. blinded him early doors straight in the chops he's going fuck headbutt straight off gone look at me look at me skip I'm your golden boy. I get to come and see the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I get, get a to lift over tonight. Room. Yeah. Do you want to grab me knife? Uh, so, yeah, as you say, it's it's a, it's a dirty move. Um, then he gives Frank time. Ponsing. I've written. There's a lot where... Because Chong Lee's not really like that. He's a bit of a... You know, with his tiny arms, he gives it a bit of a... I just did mm-hmm. a salute there for no reason. He doesn't do that. Um, but he's he's not very really showboaty. He might go, you ready? I'm going to break this guy's fucking nose. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep. laughs> you know? yeah. Uh, but this time, he gives him a lot of time. And Frank, he can't see shit. And we see that through his eyes. Now, this is, this is an issue for me. Now, uh, I can only akin this to, if you've ever seen, if anybody listening out there has seen the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, if I walked up to an, a child between the ages of about six to about ten and went, do an impression of a pirate, they would do an impression of Captain Barbosa in Pirates of the Caribbean, wouldn't they? Or Sparrow. They'd go, Yeah! i a pony. yeah, Gym Lad, and that's what they'd do, I'm right? In park. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk in a West Country accent, and I'm gonna do a rat. And that's what a child would do. Now, if I said to a child of a certain age, "Hey, imagine you've just been blinded all of a sudden," what would they do? Oh, they do. the arms, the other hands. Don't forget the arms, the arms. I'm just feeling around, even though nothing's changed in the last four seconds. I'm going to start feeling around and go, oh my God, I can't see. This is what Jean Claude Van Damme does. His portrayal of blindness is exactly the same as Jeffrey Rush doing Captain Barbosa in Pirates and the Caribbean. He's just, I've written down weirdest screaming with eyes open I've ever yeah. seen Yeah, because I know he's got to fit the flashbacks into there and he's trying to oh mm-hmm. yeah luckily that that bloke when I was a kid used to blindfold me and throw hot tea at me and stuff like that wherever he might have been yeah. and torture me which was really out of order but thank god he did because now I still can't see and I'm gonna go <laughs> I was like what the fuck are you because you'd have just gone for the rest of the crowd you'd just put him out of his misery mate he's really annoying just roundhouse him or something, for God's sake. I put so comes back from the blind, stupid. You <laughs> just wrote stupid. Oh, stop. Sorry, I put comes back blind, dot, stupid. Because <laughs> all of a sudden, he's roundhouse kicking and all sorts of shit. And you're like, his acting there is bizarre. It's, you know, yeah. like I told you when the, the young Jean Claude is going, I don't steal your sword. And you're going, this is a piss take. It's an Adam Sandler film. <laughs> <laughs> I, doing that. I was going, okay, so the last hour and 20, you weren't surreal, but you've gone surreal again because your main character has now decided to turn into somebody who looks like their balls are being melted or something. It was very bizarre. Mm, it was bloody awful. And at this point, I hated this fucking movie. I, I hated it from the first five minutes. I hate. I genuinely felt hatred. And then it went into the tournament uh, version of it. I thought, ah, oh, this is a tournament. and then And then this scene... This is a tournament. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, this is the final. Are we doing is a he going to kill card? him? He's probably... Yeah, 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 right? Uh, you know, it, it was like a World Cup chart in my head. Like, oh, he's fought him, so he's probably going to Just, gonna just for him. anyone listening, so if Dan's ever looking a bit glum, just whisper into his ears, round robin. Oh, oh fucking, there's a tournament. Fucking hate round robin. I Fuck don't get that. what round robin is. You just play everybody. And j- I, you I know what I mean? He? No, you just end up playing everybody. So if there's eight teams... You play the other seven, and League. everybody else does. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? The fucking term round robin. I don't get really, That's why I thought a round robin is like going to a semi <laughs> I like the way you've gone for the uh, the Roy Hodgson uh, version of how to pronounce the word final there. Semi final. I'm very proud oh. of my team. The last team i will ever play before he corpses it. Um, so yeah, uh, round robin. Fuck off. Uh, headbutt people on a plank. Uh, so I put made him say mate, or something, yep. which, which is mercy. In what language? Which, which, I, well, I don't understand where this came from, right? So, when they're showboating about it with Jackson in Bedigas, oh, it made him save Mate. Has anybody referenced that at any point during no. the movie before? No. No, nobody has. And no one's referenced what the fuck's going on for the whole film. Mm. You might as mm. well, if top, if what's he called? Arthur Pilbury, whatever Tom, Tom Cruise's character is called in Top Gun. It's not ridiculous, isn't it? He comes in in his plane and went, hey, guys, I just shot some uh, could be Russians. Oh, that makes as much sense as what's just happened here. Yeah. no one's got a clue what is going on jackson's still alive i love you my friend i've just put so shit you jackson you look like a jackson that will make you frank ducks no no, no. it's dukes gotcha like put up your dukes right and uh, do you know what before it happened i put plane home just wrote it down oh yeah there's the plane oh yeah and the, and then so these two guys forrest Whitaker, who is a black belt in real life by the way Forest Whitaker and uh, Forest Whitaker is a black belt. Oh my gosh. Uh and in this yeah, not not the one of them podcasts, is that? It's not Joe Rogan. So he's they've they've gone to um they've gone to get on the plane and so they've been chasing him for like a week, right? Because he's you know apparently his annual leave got declined. So they're gonna send two geezers out to good taser taser man. And um and then they've gone. Well, all right, then. You can spend last night here banging the missus, and we'll see you at the plane tomorrow. You've just been chasing him for a week, and because he's kicked the crap out of Chong Lee, all of a sudden, ah, yeah, yeah. everything's yeah. forgiven. Dan, they've had thoughts on this because they've obviously, they were cheering him on by then, and you could see him with wedging around. They've made some money off that. They know he's got talent. And he was doing it for Murica as well, because I, I, there didn't seem to be a backlash. The fact that this this tournament had been infiltrated, infiltrated by the, the, the West and it, one of them's turned up and won. You know what I mean? I thought there'd be more of a cultural backlash for that. I think it's a bit like you've gone to uh, France 98, Sporting England, Beckham's fucked it up for us with the uh, kick out. And I, about out the quarters, you've gone, do you know what? Blanc, Lizarazu, Petit, Zidane, Henri. good team this. Don't like the French though. But do you know what? I'm going to put some money on him. That's what it felt <laughs> a bit like this. I've been chasing, <laughs> I don't really like him, but do you know what? The lad's good. He's going to get some money. And then I've just written A true story question mark (laughs) (laughs) because two things straight away came to my head. First of all, it could be because it's so shit. And the second thing that came to my head was: if that was how my life got portrayed, if I was still alive, I probably would have killed myself at that point. I'd have just gone, Jesus Christ. I went through all that 39 men in one day. (laughs) Sounds like sounds like Philip Scofield again. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's uh, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's a, you'd be disappointed if that was your life story. Being, I mean, who's playing me? Some quote from Belgium. Yeah, but I'm, I'm from America. Yeah. Just, yeah, it, who is it? It's, it's the guy that initially had the predator suit on and then decided it wanted to. So, cause no one saw his face. So we're getting him in. All right. Yeah. 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 I know that one. The cause light guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's in great shape. He's got, you know, we see some of these people like, and, um, He's, he's well chiseled. He's obviously a lot of his genetics as well in terms of what shape you can get to and what you can do. But you know, uh, they're doing what they're doing well. The muscles from Brussels, you know, he's he's looking good. Um, yeah, so overall it, it ends. Luckily, it's only an hour and a half. Mm. Uh, which I think if you break it into two, I think I probably did an hour and then did half an hour today. It's it's the best way to probably do it because you is it because you kinda don't want to go back. But anyway, scores time. Um what's your lowest so far? Uh I want to say I don't think I've gone lower than five on this show. What are you going for now? One, and and I guess we're never going to do zeros. So what is one just because it's the lowest you could give? Yeah, or is it really redeeming quality. Yeah. Or? It's truly one of the worst fucking films I've ever seen in my life. I might surprise you here yeah? in the fact I think it could be funnier than I think it is. So I, I might go higher than RoboCop because I think it's got it's a one. <laughs> the fuck, my is the one. It is the worst. A, a film that angers you that isn't, you know, some sort of child abuse or something horrible. You go, fucking hell, this is riding up my feelings. Mm-hmm. It's is a film that's going, this got made and okayed by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not even like it was a, God, there was a charity down around our way growing up and there were kids who were in all sorts of bloody states, bless them. And he's put on these shows. And like one of them, once my, my dad had to make the scenery and his sister was putting on the show. And she said something like, Oh, can you just put a thing down there? And says, What's that for? She said, Well, we need to basically tether or chain the kid to the scenery in case to get loose, sort of thing. <laughs> now, you know, if they're putting on... <laughs> sorry, if they... well, the one who played Elvis kept chewing his head and stuff. So, <laughs> the thing is, if they're putting on a show, you can forgive it because they're not very well. But these, these. <laughs> They were Listen, to the listening to you tell the story is funny in itself, but dance around the language of the words that would first come into your mind, being a child of the 80s, is also funny to me. Uh, yeah, it's terrible that someone has to be chained to the scenery. That's not, that's not good. But my point is that they won't be able to help it. Uh, whereas I think with this, it angers me that they could help it. Yeah. Yeah, this is the... I've oh. left this to the end to get to this bit, and this is the most frightening statistic of this movie. And I'm gonna read it verbatim. Yeah. Bloodsport writer Sheldon Latish went on to write and direct several more Van Damme movies. Right. So this movie is shit, right? Mm. It's shit. But all right, it's had a it's had a bit of a sleeping giant type of you know rise to success because of the appetite for uh, for kung fu in the late 80s. After Bruce Lee and people like that, and then to the dragon had come out in uh, prior to this, and um and Van Damme was panned, critically panned for everything he does in this movie, and rightly so, because he's absolutely straight up bloody dreadful. And uh and, and Van Damme's gone, ah, oh, Letiche, <laughs> you want to come and do some more movies for me? Ah. And like very Belgian, yeah, isn't it? It's very Belgian. Um, and and it, and, it, and, it, and they worked together for years up until like like the turn of the century, they worked together for another 10, 15 years. And, like, why? Isn't that he's the like, man? You're going, why is she with him? But he keeps supplying her with the drugs. Yeah, it must be that. That's, That's why they work together because they're both wrong. Ends, but it's what it is. But no, I, I, the thing is, I will give him credit for the fact of the shape he's in and how good he is at jumping about and kicking and definitely doing the splits. Well, those of splits. But then make a film called I'm Sweaty and Doing the Splits. And I'm like, yeah. it was exactly what it says on the tin because this, yeah. It wasn't actually as much blood as I thought. Anyway, It doesn't seem like a sport to me. Uh, that is of any sort of sport. So, yeah, frankly, one of the worst one and a half hours I've spent uh, in my life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I have been to Hull. Um, yeah. so actually, Hull's not as bad as you think. I've lived in Croydon. You out? Uh, where's my current worst? It moved uh, Hounslow. Currently, the worst place I've been in my life. Uh, oh, in, okay, awful. Um, so, Dan, what we're going to move on to next? There's been rumours. I think we need to go. So I keep getting asked all the time by Elliot to do... Uh, what was it? Oh, Living Dead 2, whichever one is. Was it something Dead 2? Evil Dead. Evil Dead 2. But now, specifically the second one. This The problem is I've not seen the first one. So it means me watching two films, although somebody are probably screaming at this going, uh, you don't need to watch the first one. Now, as you... You kind of have to in some senses because you've watched so many blood sports after watching that shit... I was fascinated how terrible it was. And I thought, this has got to go somewhere. Who is this for? And I watched three more of the same movie. Mm. Well, that's, I think, because we were allowed to do randomness like that. The next film we will review will be Evil Dead 2. Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm going to have to watch the first one now, aren't I? Yeah. But that's all right because apparently that's an r- all right film. We'll see. I don't know. It's it's something that's it's bypassed me. Uh, so yeah, the, it, we may change by the time the next podcast drops into your uh, inbox or whatever it may be. But uh, yeah, as always, uh, we are on the Twitter and the things at the at pod. And you can email us at YNWTPod at gmail.com. Uh, a few of you actually did the other day. There's a thing that came in and I was all busy being a thespian and didn't reply to it properly. But um, And we are going to be uh, trying to lean on people as well to help us with the tick to the talk and other things as well, because we've got no football anymore. So I can actually give it some proper, proper beans. So yeah, if you've enjoyed my stories of uh, the past or children tied to scenery, uh, all the wrong ones that Dan knows and uh, hearing about Woggles. Well, we are the podcast for you. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, that's it from now. Dan, do you want to say goodbye to the people? Yeah, see you later. See ya. Bye-bye.